Minnesota Vikings fans, welcome back to the Purple People Eaters podcast. He's Aaron, I'm Chris, and we're here to talk about a Vikings victory that, uh, I mean, we've had a lot of crazy games to speak of, and uh, I did notice someone tweet something. I had to respond like many others that you're like, dude, did you forget the indie game, man? But this, it's just like its own category because of the circumstance. And this year, really these last two and a half years of these close-ass games, um, to come out on top of this with the backup of the backup of the backup, a guy we just got, Dobbsy. I think it's going to be Dobbsy. That's what I'm going with, Dobbsy. That sounds like a Minnesota nickname. Um, but Dobbs comes through in clutch, broke a, a sack where you know that, I think it was a linebacker, defensive end was like, had him. He's still trying to grab a leg. Um, got out of there, did his thing, dropped the mic. The defense cut, kept us in the game for so long because we're being honest. We were just talking before we hit the record button. That shit started real shaky. It really felt like the first five games were like, ooh, ooh, another fumble. But the defense kept us around, and then the offense took us home, led by a quarterback who just got on the team. He was literally doing practice squad stuff. Tough break for Hall to start out your, you know, your NFL seasons like that. But anyway, we're going to dig all the way deep into it, talk it through, and then of course we do have, you know, coming our rival. This is like a rivalry game now for quite some time. Um, we were just talking about Bounty Gate before we hit record too. Sure, Aaron's gonna have some stuff about that. Um, New Orleans at home, tough game coming up. You know, Atlanta was technically above us a little bit, I think, in the well, we were four and four, but I think they were above us. Anyway, New Orleans is so this would be a big win. Everything's a big win right now, especially during this streak. But really, the rest of the schedule, all key games, all gotta have them. You're not gonna. I mean, knock on wood, but you're not going to win out, you know what I mean? So we got to have some of these games, these home games. We've already dropped enough at home. Can't be dropping more games at home. So we're going to break down that game on Sunday, high noon. Got an interesting challenge coming in town. And then, of course, per usual, we end. We're going to end in a heartbreaker. The Gophers go down by a point uh, to – a team that we're having problems beating all of a sudden and a coach that just runs us all back, you know, all the way back to his Wisconsin days. However, if this is your first time listening to the college ball show, I just did the college ball show, the Purple People Eaters podcast, it streams live right here on blogtalkradio.com forward slash Ropadopa Radio. You don't have to go to Blog Talk and Ropadopa if you don't want to download the show there. You can find it in a variety of places under Ropadope Radio, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Player FM, Google Podcasts, Podbay, Podtail, uh, download the podcast app. We also have a Spricker page, Living in Loserville. Fits, doesn't it? Especially with the Rangers just winning. It just fits extra now. Living in Loserville, remember, Spricker page. While you're at it, why don't you head on over to thegroomingtruth.com at SportsNews24. Got a little something to say about DirecTV Stream. Big value for big fans. Get the entertainment package 
and DirecTV Sports Pack for only $84.99 a month. You can sign a two-year agreement. Either way, choose the DirecTV streaming package that's right for you, starting at $69.99. Okay, let's bring in my co-host, Aaron. And uh, this season, you know, since basically 2021, these games have just been, well, I think we're 14 of them. Yeah, 14 of them, or 2021 one-score games. Last year, won all 11 of them during the regular season anyway. And here we're at it again. We've only had one game. That was last week where we actually separated ourselves. But, man, this one was full of drama. and just a blast, man. Just a fun watch, especially when the offense started showing up. Yeah, where do you begin? You know, we're set up all week for one thing. Uh, we get that thing. Looks pretty good. You know, uh, I thought he looked a little nervous, that being Jaron Hall. Um, but other than that, I mean, that's to be expected. I thought second drive after the three and out was effective. You know, he gets banged up, and then we, you know, we get the surprise of the Sunday. And nobody really knew what to think going into that. Meanwhile, the defense is playing uh, pretty good football. Uh, considering, like we've always said, the uh, kind of dearth of talent on that side. And, you know, Flores continues to get the best out of it. And, you know, we're going into that second half, not really knowing what to expect. Um, and I think, you know, had we known everything we know now about, you know, just how recently Dobbsy or, or Dobbs got here <laughs> and what he knew, I mean, the guy barely unpacked his bag and he's thrown in there. So, you know, you're right about the stretch of games. Um, these one score games are kind of, I, I, you know, inexplicable. How do you explain the fact that you're just always kind of nipping at the heels or, or having your heels nipped at, um, except for against the Packers last week, like you said, where we kind of had a, a two score lead for the majority of the game, or at least a lot of the game. So it's hard to explain that, but we found ourselves in another one. And, you know, this team finds a way to just scrap it out and just get these wins. Now, early in the season, that wasn't the case. We were losing some of those, but now it seems like we're kind of getting back into the, into the run on, on winning those games. It just would be nice to win 34, three or something at some point. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it, it, it's been crazy. man. It really has. And <laughs> I mean, it did, it did really feel like the first five games because, you know, the Fumaruskis and just like putting our defense in bad positions. And it, 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 it felt really, really crazy. And, and like you said, this team, it just doesn't know how to quit. It doesn't look at the scoreboard. And if it does, it gets, you know, motivated. I mean, I really, if you look at back some of these talented front running teams, and if we can just find this, and transfer it to the, in the past to some of these teams, man. Wow. I mean, we might be talking about repeating a Super Bowl. Okay, I'll calm down. I'll calm down. But, um, yeah, man, it, it, it's crazy. And, and it really was a shaky, shaky start. Um, you know, three and out, like I said, I did think he settled down. I think he, you know, Hall missed Hawkinson probably for a touchdown. But he did settle in pretty nice on that drive. Uh, he was getting the, you know, Matson had a, a nice run or two, 
Uh, and then on that third down, thought he could turn the corner and uh, probably wouldn't be able to get in the end zone in college. But not only gets stopped, but gets concussed. And that, that's a rough way to start, no doubt about it. And, uh, you know, still, all right, it's 3-3, no big deal. Um, but then there's a safety. And Cobbs is going to look back, or Dobbs, Cobbs, I don't even know his name. Dobbs is going to look back and say, man, I could have stepped up. But, you know, two different times the fumbles, he could have stepped up in the pocket. But the dude had a lot on his plate, man. And so it was going to take a while to get going. But we give up the safety. Um, luckily for the defense, they tightened up. It was only 8-3 to three after that. Fumbled again. Um, once again, no negative four yards after four plays. It's only 11-3. to three. Then we put together a really solid, solid drive. 13 plays, 75 yards, 437 on the clock. And that's where I thought, okay, dude, Matson caught a touchdown that he had to adjust a little bit too, which is like, whoa. He, was, he had to turn around and adjust a little bit. Matson, what's going on? Um, so that was nice. So, you know, at half, no big deal. It's, it's 11 to 10. I'm like, okay, well, at least we got a nice drive going. And two different times, we just mentioned this talking to each other off, you know, off the recording here. And two different times it felt like, okay, that's probably it. And one of them, was the fumble right away. <laughs> um, three plays, what was it, a five-yard drive, boom, fumble, they got the ball. But once again, I, I mentioned the negative four yards. This one, four plays, negative six. And so it's only 14 to 10. You can live another day. We end up scoring, uh, you know, having a nice drive, getting a field goal out of it. And things were looking up, and, and, you know, with that defense, we talked about the complimentary football now three weeks in a row. With that defense, not only did they keep us in the game, Aaron, but then they started to create turnovers, and it woke up the offense. It did, but, I mean, since last time we talked, Chris, we were talking about what quarterbacks they might bring in. Uh, If they're going to bring any at all, we're going to ride with Hall. We both kind of said, well, let's ride with Hall, see what they have, deal with Mannion and, and whatnot. Dobbs never came up, um, just never thought about it. Uh, we thought we didn't want a real old veteran, um, but we thought young enough guy, cheap, um, you know. So he kind of fits into the framework that we were talking about, but he's a little older, I think, than we thought because we were talking about some other younger guys, that, except for Dalton, that could come in. And like I said, Dobbs never came up, and I was surprised when I saw it. But we haven't even really gone over that trade because it happened on Monday. We do the shows on Monday night. And so uh, you put your thoughts in on that. And also, like you said, like there was no running game, you know, in this game, Chris. It was it was very, very bad. You know, and I don't really have a better adjective than that. We couldn't keep guys out of the backfield. Madison was tiptoeing around holes. Which seems to be an issue. Um, what Acres got in there, you know, he's running those zones. Couldn't really break anything in that first half. It's very frustrating because when you need to, you know, rely on that. And like you said, I think Atlanta had their their ears uh, pinned back on the run. It's like, okay, you're going to definitely try to run here because you're going to put a rookie out here, and now you're really going to try to run because you got a quarterback that you know doesn't know your system in. 
So I think they were kind of ready for the run, which probably helped them key a little bit on it and make it a, a miserable display running the football. And until we could start passing it a little bit and where Josh could start to run a little bit, it kind of loosened things up. But right off the, you know, from the get go, uh, it was pretty miserable. And I don't think I've seen a, a more disappointing running attack than what I saw there. And, you know, fumbles, like you said, there was a lot of mistakes, but now that we look back in hindsight about, you know, what Dobbs had actually absorbed up to that point, um, there's no cadence, no practice, no nothing. Right. Uh, not even introductions. And so it's like, okay, <laughs> nice to meet you. I'm Josh. I just got here. Uh, let's see if we could get this, you know, it was just, I don't really blame him for the safety that much. Um, he could have stepped up, obviously. But he's just trying to make his read. Yeah. And there's a lot going on there. That was the beginning of one of his first snaps. Yeah. You know, so it's like yeah, okay. tough spot to start right there too. No, yeah. <laughs> At the five or whatever yeah. there is. <laughs> Drop back. Okay, where, <laughs> how good is my left tackle? I don't know. I don't. This isn't the real guy. Yet. Yeah, I mean, yet. it's just fucking confusing, man. And it's just pretty impressive that you know he could come in and do that. Uh, I know that O'Connell was in his ear a lot, which, you know, obviously, but what can you really say in that amount of time? Chris? I mean, you can say, look, you're do, you know, you got your hots over here, exactly, left, right, stuff, we're looking for this and go, you know, um, just reminders type stuff, right? Yep. And it seemed like it kind of picked up everybody's play because they knew they had to step up and help them out. True. Um, and it's like you said, so there's a lot of blocking downfield, things like that, that you don't normally see, at least maybe not with the energy that you saw it with. Um, but yeah, got that pass to Madison and then the ball started rolling, uh, in a good way. And you start to see things loosen up the run game. Uh, you know, defense had to kind of pay attention to the quarterback run. That makes a huge difference in your offense. I think when we see it all the time, when we get running quarterbacks against us, it's like, oh man. So you cover everything up, and then this guy, you know, sneaks out. Yeah, fifteen yards, twelve yards, ten yards, backbreakers on third down, which is like, oh, we had him, and then we give up a, a third and seventeen on a quarterback run. It's just, it's a backbreaker, and uh, so yeah, it was a lot to a lot to take in this week, and a lot to take in in that first half, and I think it sort of settled in, like you said, going into the half, we weren't down by much, and. We kind of had a, a sense that things things were starting to you know get get together a little bit more, um, and so he kind of felt all right. Well, let's see what the second half has to offer. Yeah, and and you know it seemed like it wasn't going to offer much there for a second because we fumbled again. Um, but yeah, I, and even Addison just on that blocking Addison a couple times. You know, that's the one thing that you can say, you know, he's not strong enough, yada, yada, yada yet, and, and all that good stuff. But he made a couple good blocks, and, and that Akers block from that big dude who he laid on his ass and allowed Josh to run right by him. Um, and even if it's not actually running, it's just scrambling and then dumping it off to somebody, those are backbreakers too. I mean, where you're just like, God damn it, we had him. I mean, Brett Favre and Rodgers made a living off that against us. And we had, you know, like a fair amount of success the other time when we played that team, too, Rodgers included. But, man, just time and time again, like you said, some sort of scramble or run or something where you, you thought you had it, and then it's just not there. It's gone. Um, and, and, you know, <laughs> that, that uh, bubble screen 
you know, it, it, it that, you know, I said three or two different times. I, I, I got to take that back. The third, it was three times because I almost forgot about the bubble screen that went forever. And I know Mattel has got held on that play. We can't guarantee that he would have made that play. We'll talk about a Gophers long drive that two dudes were held, and it really looked like they could make that play. But I don't know if Metellus for sure would have made that play, but it did look like they missed, you know, a holding call on that one. But, you know, it is what it is. But still, though, Dobbs on a third down scrambled on a different one. He kind of – or he ran on a, another third down. He scrambled and found Hawkinson, who had a damn good game. Um, and he got in there for that 23-yard pretty run around the corner. And that's where some of that blocking extended that to where he just kind of hightailed it in there like, peace, man, I got it. Jackson, I mean, we, K.J. Osborne made a couple great catches, but made that great catch, got knocked out of the game. We're seeing guys that, you know, not just, uh, you know, um, Dobbs, but, you know, all of a sudden, hey, yeah, this this young receiver we've been hearing about before, and we've seen him in the game, but, you know, he makes a good play. And, and, and that's where all of a sudden – it really started changing just in general for us. And that complimentary football started turning the other way. Back-to-back, one play, fumble, led to a touchdown. One play, interception, led to a touchdown. I did see some folks when it was third and 14 wishing that we'd at least try to pass the ball. Um, You know, in a normal circumstance, when we have cousins or something, been in the playbook for a long time, you know, starter for like 10 years in the Okay, sure. But in that sense, I did not mind the third and 14 run of four yards. I think the massive. I really didn't mind because, you know, people just got to really calm the fuck down on Twitter sometimes. It's like, dude, you know, look at what we're dealing with right here. He's playing good. Why have, why, I don't know. I didn't mind that. I didn't mind that. Now, obviously, this one was the rough one. Now, after that, 24-21, our defense held again, but we weren't able to pick up a first down to, to extend it. And, and then that 13-play drive, damn near seven minutes, 12 of the 13 was rushing plays. That was the third time where I was like, finally, you know, our, our, our defense just, just folded. You know, it was just like, yeah, I mean, they've been saving our ass all day. I can't really get mad at them, you know? Yeah, that's another one of those drives where you're like, oh, you know, that's it. That's that's dominance, you know. If you can't stop the run on 12 straight runs, and it, it, it doesn't look good for your defense. And that's always been this defense's, and I'm surprised we don't see more of it. It's kind of always been their weakness. Is like if you're going to just line up, go head to head on these defensive linemen, they're they're playing out of their minds right now, but are not as as big or as talented as you'd like them to be. Um, you're going to have issues, and uh, that's what they did. They just pinned their ears back and said, "Okay, you know, stop it," and they didn't stop it, and they got very tired towards the end of that. And it's like, okay, well. They're gassed. I mean, you got to at least have some kind of drive on offense just to give them, you know, a break so they can get a little, you know, energy back before you put them back out there. And uh, that was disheartening drive, Chris. I thought that was, I thought that was the end. Okay, it was a good game. You know, we considering the circumstances, it was respectable. Um, Dobbs played well. You know, all the stuff that you run through when you think it's going to be a loss, and I think that 
gave them the lead by three. Was it three? Something like that. Three or four. I think it was four. Yeah. Yeah, 28-24. So you need a touchdown at that point. Field goal's not going to do anything for you. Um, you know, what would you, what do you think at that point? You think Dobbs is going to have a, a two-minute drive to win the game? Under the circumstances, <laughs> probably not. Like you said, you have a 10-year vet who's been over the two-minute drill, you know, numerous times over numerous years, you know, you think maybe you got a chance and you can get down there and, and score a touchdown. But I think this guy off the street now, I'm sure he's run plenty of two-minute drills, but not nuanced uh, to the Vikings right. uh, system. So you think, okay, is two-minute t- drill just a two-minute drill? But actually when you're in two-minute, it kind of helps O'Connell because he can you know, get in your – because you're snapping the ball sometimes with 16 yep. seconds, so he can talk to you all the way up until the mm-hmm. snap. And that's what I think happened is he's like, okay, you know, let's get to the line. I'll talk you through it. We'll run this two minute. And uh, so I think it was those two working together to get down the field. And, you know, speaking of Hawkinson, he had a great game. It got a little banged up, but he really became a, a safety blanket for, for Dobbs. He went to him a lot. He just seemed to show up a lot. He's open. Addison was there quite a bit. Um, and then the Jackson kid, like you said, made some plays. And our boy Powell, who's just, you know, rising to the occasion every week now. And he was good with the Rams, too. He made plays there. Right, sure. But he's making pretty big plays here as well. And so that's a nice addition to have. And, uh, yeah, I mean, setting you up for the, for the two minute drive, Chris. I mean, I didn't see that coming. I was very surprised how it, how it ended. I was like, oh, wow, that's okay. All right. All right, Josh Dobbs. Yeah, exactly. All right, yeah. So Ko was in his uh, ear, going, "All right. So when a guy's about to sack you, right? Okay, all you got to do is, you know, like we know he wasn't helping him out with a case of that because that was all Dobbsy. But yeah, man, that I mean, the Hawkinson on third and one, nice grab. Uh, the very next play, first and ten, at, we're only at the thirty-nine of the Minnesota still. Freaking Addison comes up with the best catch. I mean, second best because he. You know, that touchdown he tore away from the guy, that's got to be the best. But, I mean, for for a guy that height to get up like that and secure that and then get your feet in, I mean, that that dude is just every week some new wrinkle or three new wrinkles comes out. And and here's another thing about Dobsey here. So, third and seven has Paul overshoots the shit out of him. And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, this is where it's like he doesn't he didn't know where he was. He thought he was running a different route. It happens. But then fourth and seven happens on that scramble. Dude had him in the grass, dipped out of it, ran away. And that's where I think Akers well, maybe it was in that touchdown run. I can't remember. But there was it helped extend it, but a great play by Dobbs there. Like I said, Kale can say anything he wants this year, but nothing you know, you can't teach that. Uh, Dobbs just got out of that tackle and then dipped. Um, and, you know, that's the one thing about Dobbs is, like, at least he had gone through assimilation of this in a sense, right? He got traded right the week of before the, the season started and started the game one for Arizona. And, you know, they got off to a nice little pop with them, and it looked like, hey, man, Dobbs, I saw that Cowboys game, saw, you know, clips of other games, and I thought, hey, Dobbs is – I remember him from Tennessee, and and, and and also, well, Tennessee the college, but Tennessee last year too. Like, 
okay, you know, hey, nice. But then he comes here and he gets his first game-winning drive, fourth-quarter game-winning drive with the Vikes. Powell, like you just mentioned, gets open. Um, and Hawkinson had a nice catch, too, to get down there. But gets it done. Um, I would have preferred the mic drop after the Powell thing, but I understand it was a very mic drop-worthy play to get out of that sack. Yeah, fourth and seven or something like that? It was I mean. fourth and seven after he missed a wide-open Powell. And I, I that's where I was like, oh, dude, oh, I feel bad for him now, man. He could complete that pass. He just probably didn't know what the hell was going on. And because uh, it was bad, Pat, like it, it was in no man's land. So I really just assume he didn't know what the hell was going on. And for him to do that the very next play and bail us out, that was freaking, yeah, fourth and seven, man. And, 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 and like I said, that the play, I, I remember the coach after the game talking about they took this from Detroit, I think, and they repped it, and Paul was the go-to guy. And as it turns out, Paul, after the game, talking about his family, friends, all these people were in the building for that, and he and that's how he does it. He gets the the game winning touchdown. Dobbs comes out of nowhere, Cinderella story, yeah, and uh, man, it, it just but it just put a smile on my face. Yeah, I mean, big smile. But then you got to. But it wasn't over. It wasn't, it wasn't over. Good point. No, yes. but um, a lot of knee jerky stuff going right now. Now Dobbs is not the savior. He's not the answer. Blah blah blah. You know and. And that's now, true. Were thinking he was like 22. You know? Right. Like, well, He's the future's franchise. No, okay. Let's get through this season. No, it's possible he does a Geno Smith and turns his career around yes. and all that stuff. But that's a very good rare example. case. And you can't Very play. good example. Not to interrupt you. That's a great example, though. Yeah. I mean, that's best case scenario, right? So yeah. let's just talk about a little bit, a little sidetrack here about yeah. full offense, right? You get Darisaw back. You get Jefferson back. Um, you figure out the running game with Madison and where their depth chart is there. Offensive line is, is worked out. What kind of offensive changes are you going to see uh, with Dobbs? Oh, whoa, my boy's upset a little bit. Um, nonetheless, uh, what kind of offensive changes are you going to see? You're going to see uh, probably some design runs, some RPOs. Um, yep. You're going to see uh, – Different kinds of running attacks. You maybe not just all zone all the time. Probably see a lot more like uh, sweeps and reverses, things like that with Dobbs for the remainder of the season. Which misdirection will work out a lot better. Um, probably a yep, lot more yep. quick passes. I think yep, Dobbs yeah, needs to know that, yep. that Dobbs needs to know that besides Jefferson, most of his receivers are pretty short. He needs to get the ball down a little bit. He was throwing high quite a bit. Yeah, um, but he had Nikhil Harry in there, which I thought we hadn't seen him for a while. Yeah, but offensively, it's gonna there's gonna be subtle changes now that you don't have standard dropback slash statue quarterback in there. Um, and I think a lot of that will help the offensive line more than hurt it. You know, get a little bit of they know now that you miss a block, the guy's capable of getting away and, and making something good out of it. Now, <clears throat> obviously, you don't want to let free runners in. And so on, but yeah. I think it takes a lot of like weight off the offensive line to know that guy gets through. This guy's good enough to to extend a play or to break out and run. And nobody thinks that you know Dobbs is going to be a run first guy. He hasn't proven to be that. Um, right? Yeah, yeah. But he's not you know, a lot of look, run. Yeah. 
I mean, a lot of think he was just playing too well for, for Arizona this season, kind of. I think they were like, oh, we're going to win some games. What are you up to here? This is not what we had in mind. We, right. What do you give us for him? So, um, yeah. So I think it's a benefit for us also to play in a different system because we don't know what the whole future quarterback thing in the air is. It could be yeah. re-sign Cousins. It could be draft a young kid who Someone would also be pretty mobile. Uh, it could be stick with Dobbs for another year if he plays out of his mind. So it's all kind of up in the air right now. And, you know, poor Hall, you know, supplanted in one quarter. Uh, and he probably, if he played well, would have got another start, but you got to yeah. kind of ride the hot hand. And that's what O'Connell was saying was like, right, we got to stick with Dobbs. The momentum that he's built up, I think was the quote that he said. Um, and I think the experience helps out a lot there too. This year. Yes. Yeah, he's not rusty, he's not this, he's not that. That's why it really was like uh like for what it you know, it it's well within that competitive re- once again, people keep saying I wish they'd do this they said what they're going to do and they're doing it, competitive rebuild. It it falls right in there about as good as it can get because like I said the guy got his longest stretch of starting games ever. Dude's been in the league since 2017. I even thought it was 2018 or 19. I kind of forgot. I was like, oh, yeah, shit, that's right, though, because they had a tenant. Yeah, because he would play for the balls and stuff. And um, Yeah, I mean, a lot of it, the funny thing is, him and Hall have, you know, some similarities. Obviously, a much bigger guy. Um, well, But as far as some of the items we talked about and you just discussed last week and right now, yeah, I mean you're gonna you're gonna even even rolling a guy out, play action rollout, quick passes, just a couple things that we can steal some first downs that the the, the offense isn't gonna be ready for. And it's you know, we could you could look at his tape at, you know, all the way back, just like for BYU. You could have went back and that's all you really had is the BYU tape and in the exhibition season and stuff like that. But when you're within a system, you can find little things that he's just going to get away with. And whether that we get away with it next year or not, who the fuck cares right now? Because um, like you said, we could we could bring him back, have Cousins, and draft somebody. I mean, you really don't know what the hell is going to happen here. So, um, yeah, I, I really like the idea. Now, obviously – we don't want him running too much. You never want a guy to run too much. And and he's got to just get comfortable. The only adjustment, like in some ways it's better, in some ways it's harder for the offensive line because they don't know what he likes to do in the pocket per se. Hence the, you know, that I mean, the O'Neal ran right into him when there was pocket to step up. So the step up, I think the step up will be important for him because there was a couple plays where if he stepped up, he could have had – and not running, passing, you know. So I think there's going to be some – something that's going to, you know, where do you – like, you know, just comfort in the pocket. And that's what you saw as the game wore on and they started giving me a cleaner pocket. He did stay in that pocket. He wasn't even looking to move at all. And another thing is it's not like Ponder and T-Jack where it is a one-look run and, we see other guys like that too and they're fun to watch and all that but when push comes to shove it usually doesn't add up to a ton unless you are and and i don't think jackson is a one look guy but he they run him a lot well 
not everybody's that guy. You know what I mean? My thing that I like about him, and I noticed even when he was playing this year, um, in that Cowboys game especially, because I remember seeing probably the most of that one, is getting out and still looking down the field. He's not just getting out of the pocket just to run either. A couple of those plays, he's looking right down the field still, and that's called being 28 and been in the league for a while and being comfortable too, as comfortable as you can get, you know, on this short notice stuff. But that's what impressed me the most is his ability to keep looking downfield why he's running on the outside of the pocket. He just dipped or, you know, there was just nothing there, so he just bought a little bit more time. So, yeah, I mean, it's funny because a lot of the stuff that we talked about last week pretty much played into Dobbs. It just is a bigger dude and more experienced than, uh, like you mentioned, he's played this year, so. Been a wild year for him, man. Yeah, and Cousins, you know, Cousins is great when you give him the pocket and he feels secure. It's when things start to break down, you start to see uh, him get a little shaky. And I think in the last couple seasons, he's gotten a little better at that. Um, but he's not one to, you know, be at his best on the move or, uh, you know, extending plays or working off schedule. It's just not in his history. His it's breaking is, a sack, I think, right. is the biggest thing. I don't think we would have seen what he did break a sack like that. No. And part of that. He can throw on the move. I mean, that's what play action is all about. But breaking the actual sack, that's what he wasn't. That's not him. Or on a full run towards the sideline. You don't see that from him too much either. You know, like he's not going to. He's not the fastest guy in the world. That's not a surprise to anybody. But, you know, what he did well was sit back there and go through his reads and, and put really accurate passes on people. That was Cousins' uh, and strong hit. And he took hits. Really good at taking hits. But, you know, if you can – sometimes you just need that extra second that you can produce by, you know, maybe moving to the left or the right or whatever. But uh, we'll see what Dobbs – I mean, they're going to have some tape on him now, and they're going to adjust. Defenses will adjust by the time we get to the Lions at the end of the season. They will have right. enough tape on him as long as he stays healthy to – to defend him in an appropriate way, and then we'll see how we adjust to that, and it's just the same thing as it goes. But I just wanted to quickly say that, you know, how none of us, you and I. spy come right, into play? Because right. they definitely weren't or, spying him in this game. Yeah, or contain type of things that happen and and all that stuff. But The quicker the better, I say. Yeah, yes, yeah, so you can adjust one, to it. Because that helps a lot, you know. Right. But in nowhere do you does this podcast you or I think that he's the savior for the long term, uh, and that's a small percentage of of possibility of ever ever happening, uh, where a guy would come in a situation and become like a six year starter or a two year. I mean, he's twenty eight now, so let's say he plays thirty two. That it's just probably not the case. And I think there's a lot of knee jerk stuff. And you're right sure. about Twitter. I mean, Twitter takes everybody, so you can't really. Uh, you know, and everybody has an opinion and allows them to put it out there. So, you know, but a lot of it's knee jerk. A lot of it's, you know, just wishful thinking or trying to will things into existence. But yeah, slow down, everybody. This is a, this is a, a small sample size so far. And a, Dobbs is going to make mistakes. Heck, he could even get hurt and we'll see Hall again. I mean, things can happen, knock on wood. Um, so it's going to be a fun ride the rest of the year. And the rest of the year starts with the New Orleans Saints, Chris. Yeah, and, and, and just to reiterate that, keep in mind when it does go bad, you know, because 
like, just just calm down a little bit. You know, like, let the guy mess up a little bit um, because, like you said, he's going to. He's going to mess up. I mean, shit, the way it started, it looked like it was going to be really bad for him. Um, but, you know, here's the thing that – so Chris Long, KSTP, as an improbable as an improbable win as I can remember for the Vikings. Now, that, that one threw me off because it's like, well, hold on, dude. We have the biggest comeback of all time. That's the most improbable game of all time. In that Buffalo game, so many things had to that, – that's where it's like just – it's either one way or the other. And, and people are going to say, oh, this and that. and It is what it is. You know, the only thing I – the Twitter, everyone has a voice. But, you know, some people get pushed on their tweets and some people don't. That's my biggest problem. Um, but, man, just let the guy be – like you said, let's get to the end of the season so we at least have a bigger sample size. Then – you know, because if he goes crazy, guess what? Guess who's going to need a $20 million contract next year? You know what I mean? Like, let's calm down on this shit if you want to keep him. Uh, but, yeah, I agree. I agree. You can't. It's just not fair to him. And, you know, it's just – it is what it is. Let's just see this kid work. Uh, so far, he's been a journeyman. This season, he's shown different signs. And he played pretty damn good for Arizona. And as we know – they don't have the same talent as we do, especially, like you said, when we get uh, Derisaw back and J.J. And here it is, three out of these four games now without Jefferson. I never would have guessed all four wins. I, it just, it's, it really, and going back to, we've talked about floors, we're going to talk about, you know, but C- Coach K.O. and the folks that helped them behind the scenes, you know, the, the quarterback coach and the assistant quarterback coach, like, this is really showing his chops to move the ball. The Bears game sucked the first game, but the last three out of four, I mean, it's it's been fun to watch, and it's really showing. Uh, and I, like I said, I think it's a great example of he was really close to being an elite play caller, but he's, he wasn't there yet. Um, and hopefully this really opens up his mind like, hey, dude, i got to spread the ball more. There is nothing wrong with once in a while throwing short um, and just spreading the ball, man, spreading the ball. And, and of course, dude, we're not saying don't target Jefferson. We've always said, like, two or three less targets. It's not that big of a deal. Um, And I'm sure he'd like to win more than anything. Um, He's getting a fatty contract regardless. He's already put in the work, dude. First, you know. First three years, he already put up the numbers that no one has. So he's getting the contract regardless. Um, so anyway, yeah, like you said, uh, two-and-a-half-point underdogs at home to New Orleans. Um, it's a 40-and-a-half-point spread, and they blew that 37-and-a-half to bits, dude. I, I really – that was crazy, dude. They blew the, the 43 away in that Gophers game, but – this is interesting because I went back and, and I started doing diving into that Jags that that Jaguar game, and um, it's it's really interesting. They got a damn good defense. They lead the league in uh, interceptions. Um, they're tied for second in plus eight uh, turnover differential. Where we well we just went down a couple notches this week for obvious reasons. We had some fumbles, but I think we're 
tied for fourth worst um, at minus five, but they're plus eight. They take care of the ball somewhat. I mean, Carr can throw some around. <laughs> that is for sure. But their defense, creating turnovers like a mother effort. Um, they're averaging under 200 yards pass defense. That's freaking good. But a buck 12, not great on the run. They get to the quarterback, hitting them, PBUs. I mean, their defense is pretty damn good, and you don't always think of it that way. I did notice that Lawrence, though, had 59 yards rushing. Um, they also were really bad on third downs in that game, 3 of 16. They were 4 of 6 on fourth down, though. Kind of interesting. And they love going for it on fourth down, too. Um, so we got to watch out for that. But this this is going to be a tough one, man, because that Hill, Kamara, Hill, Hill's just one of those players that give generally gives them issues. But it's it's fairly equally matched. Um, honestly, like in the NFL, Aaron, there's not as many let down games. In college, you can bank on them pretty much. But in the in the pros, there's not as much. Especially, it's really only Dobbs that hasn't been through all this crazy games. A lot of the rest of the roster is like, hey, dude, every week could be a letdown week because every week's crazy. Um, so I just don't – losing another – like we lost – like I said earlier, we lost enough at home. I, I just – I think we're going to get this done. I got it 23 to uh, 23 to 20, 20 to 17, something right around the point spread. It's probably not going to be pretty because other than the Green Bay game is, well, what is a pretty game for us? Nothing's really pretty. Um, but I just, losing at home again like that, it, it'd be four out of five games losing. I'm just looking at the odds, too, and, and the type of ball we've been playing lately and the improvement in the defense, which we barely talked about beyond, you know, keeping us in the game and all that. I think we're going to get the dub, and, and, and this is one of those games that mean a lot, Aaron, in the standings right now because, you know, technically they're above us. We're in lockstep on a lot of those things. I think it's going to be an ugly game, like turnovers on both sides. Um, give up some stuff to Kamara, like you said. Um, defenses will probably be, you know, the keys to both teams because you're going to be sporadic with David Carr. Is it David? Yeah, it's David Carr, right? And yeah. then, um, and he's, you know, New Orleans is an interesting thing. I don't know if we saw him last year, so I can't say we didn't see him since Peyton, but it's a different vibe, uh, since Peyton has, has been Breeze. there. Yeah. And since Breeze, um, you know, I'd like to go with you on, on the on the prediction there. Um, it is at home. I think that's there's going to be a lot of energy in that stadium. It's the Dobbs factor, and it's like the biggest thing for me, the home game. Yeah, and it's I don't know. It's tough though. This is the toughest week I think for me to really think about who's going to win this game because I want yeah, to go in this stretch. Yeah, yeah. you're right. So I want to say I just want to go out and game. say Vikings energy momentum blah blah blah. I want to say that, but then you got to think okay, you know. Probably a lot of what Dobbs had was adrenaline, you know, putting sit in a situation like that. It's like 
you're going to have adrenaline. You're going to, a lot of it's loosey goosey. A lot of it just go out there and everybody's just kind of flying around trying to do their best. And it's the kind of energy that you can't really recreate at the drop of a dime. And so it's like, well, are you going to have a letdown? I don't necessarily think so, but I don't think you maybe offensively, you don't play as well as even the second half of, of the game against Atlanta. So you're like, you know, are you going to see more of the first half type of stuff, getting to know each other? You know, the vibe's a little bit more low key because the adrenaline isn't going and, you know, just what the hell is going on and, and all that stuff. But, um, so I'm going to pick, oh, Chris, I'm going with you. I'm going to pick a win just because I don't see, I don't think the Saints are that great. I like the way our defense is playing. We're going to be at home. It's going to be loud. There's going to be a lot of excitement in the air. Um, even if we don't play well offensively, I think defense is going to hold it down uh, enough for us to win. And we only got to win by one point, right? So, um, you know, I, I think it's going to be something close, like like two point, one point win. Uh, it's going to be a back and forth game. And it should be really exciting to watch. I mean, I think it's going to be fun, but don't think it's going to be, uh, you know, an offensive uh, exhibition by any stretch of the imagination on either side. West type game. Right. It's going to be a lot of three and outs, a lot of punting. Um, but at the end of the day, I think the Vikings do win. And, you know, I started that ramble by was going to pick a loss, but I'm like, you know what? I can't, I can't do it because I just, I don't think they're going to lose it. And uh, you know me, everybody knows what I predict the beginning of the season, what I thought would be best for the franchise going forward. But I really think, you know, this is going to be win number six and uh, you know, with some more stuff coming up, I think it's, you know, Dobbs is going to make mistakes. He's going to throw an interception or super, maybe a fumble, maybe some dumb plays, things like that are going to happen. Yeah. Offensive line. Like you said, it's got to feel him out what he likes in the pocket. And you can only do that with live bullets. You can't do that in practice. Mm, You're not going to know. You can maybe talk a little bit like, yeah, when I'm, when I don't know what I'm doing, maybe I swing to the left a little bit. So be, you know, but you can't until the bullets are flying, you're not going to be able to, to know, and that takes some time to get used to. And, you know, where do guys like the ball on particular plays and blah, blah, blah. So I think it'll be less loosey-goosey as it was. But I think defensively, and I really, you know, God dang it, Chris Wick. If you don't have faith in Flores by now, I mean, I mean then you just this don't. Guy. And so yeah, exactly. I'm going to say just on that factor alone we win. Flores will come up with a game plan. And, uh, it'll be effective and defensive defense will win this game, uh, throughout the course of the game. There's not going to be one play or whatever, but throughout the course of the game, they will, we, they will allow us to score at least one more point than the other team. Flores is like, I got this new one, but the thing is, it, it only has 10 guys involved. So, uh, if you don't mind, we're going to go 10 guys on this play. It's going to work. I got a free blitzer coming. Yeah, we'll see 11. no defensive linemen this time. It's all just, DBs and linebackers. Right. It's it's like, just, okay. uh, this guy, man, this fucking guy is just so damn good, man. They're great. Uh, genius. This dude's a this shit, man. Like, everything that was said about him week by week now, I mean, it's beyond true. It I think really we're, is. I think we're in the top ten defensively in yes. some categories now. Which yes. Which is just – Unbelievable. I think we're 12th in scoring. Yeah, and KOC's <laughs> no slouch either. I mean, he's no, calling yeah. good games at this point. He's coming and, along, man. Right. And, 
to do what we're he well did. Coached. With, we're a well-coached team. I think so. And it, they seem to be like there's no quit in them, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. So what, what more can you ask for here? Exactly. And, and I want to reiterate, I'm glad you said that. you got to let Dobbs fail a little bit. Just let it happen. It is what it is. He's going to do something where he won't know where the wide receiver is or something, and it's going to look like that third down play. But look what he did on fourth down. You know what I mean? Look what he did on fourth down. So let the guy, you know, breathe, get a couple nicknames for him. I'm just, I'm just trying out the Dobbsy because that seems like a Minnesota thing to do. Uh, just add a C or a ski at the end of everything. Um, but, yeah, man, this uh, – yeah, this game. Yeah, Florence, man. Whew. And, yeah, K- Coach KO, last couple of weeks, really. I mean, his red zone shit last year was nuts. Um, but he's really shown me what kind of coach he is his last few weeks without JJ because, I mean, I don't care who you are. Nobody thought that we were going to be able to run the ball that this well. Just Sure, it's not going to be pretty sometimes, but who gives a shit? It is what it is. All right, so we're both on the same page there, but, you know, I'm the same way with you. It's like, honestly, I'm just, I'm glad. That's a good call with the Flores thing, that that too. Uh, just the odds of losing another home game, I just, I don't know. I just don't, I don't see it. Anyway, speaking of losing a home game, <laughs> to a former Wisconsin coach who was, uh, uh, you know, getting it done. Getting it they done. had it, man. They had it. Oh, my God. A couple times. Like, it's just, it's just rough, dude. It's just rough. And I know this team is so young, and I know an 8-4 and four would have been outstanding, and I know all that stuff. But when you're this close in these two games, the Northwestern game is inexcusable. But this, you're just right there. Like you said, they had it. It was 4th and 12, and it was a backup quarterback. Uh, a third down play before that even happened that we missed. Like, just – conservative play like it's just oh it's so close it's right there and it just couldn't get over the damn hump and now it looks like Iowa you know they gotta win if they went out they got it now we literally have to beat Ohio State yeah prior to that we didn't necessarily have to we just needed a very losable team because of their offense um they only they only won ten to seven last week, so they could have lost one of those four games. We win three out of four, we're in. Where have we heard this one before? I mean, this <laughs> one with this team, it hurts. It really does because if you get to the conference final with this team and the amount of you know talent you got coming back next year, I mean that extra boost of confidence, knowing you did it, it just ah man, it's just rough, man. And, and maybe if a you know a rich dude sitting on Lake Minnetonka, you know, December third or whatever the conference final is, it's like, hey, oh wow, the Gophers. So you're telling me the Gophers? May- okay, I'm gonna get me a and uh, how much money? I'll get a million dollars here, and you know, I mean that stuff does pay off. They write it um, off. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So it was. Oh, I don't know, man. It's it was rough. It's Bielema. We got a new monkey on our back. We get rid of one. We got another one now. You know, it's like, now you got to beat Illinois. Because you haven't done it with Bielema. And you did it, but you gave up some stuff that just, 
Uh, we called it. I mean, I know I called it. I'm not remember if you did, but we know. I mean, he's beat us the last three seasons, and at some point you go, okay, this is not just an anomaly. This is a pattern. And whatever he's doing, we had him this time, uh, and it just slipped right out of our fingers. And, you know, I thought, you know, they scored a hell of a lot more points than we thought they were going to score. Uh, both says I wanted to hit the under on that because I just thought it'd be a three yard cloud of dust type of affair, but no, they're slinging the ball around. I thought Calic Manis played fairly well. Uh, you know, running back Tyler's got to hang on to the ball, man, or he's not going to see the field. Um, and he didn't after his fumble. Um, or Taylor, I think is his last name. And then, uh, you know, it just, what more can you say about it? Now you got the losses, like you said. And the sad thing is this, if you can get to the conference final, Chris, those are the games where Fleck just murders, you know. Like, all of our bowl games haven't even been close. He's ran away with almost yeah. all of them. Um, so those special games outside of the season, he's, he's a masterful at them. We win them a lot. So if you can just get us there, uh, I have a lot of faith that you win those games. And uh, Like you said, it just – it's heartbreaking. Now, now the Northwestern game takes on more significant meetings, holding you down more. Iowa's got a path. It's just all you had to do is hold on a fourth and twelve or whatever the hell that was. And you know, like you said, so we talk unlike a lot. our defense too, you know. Right, but not unlike the program. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. Not, <laughs> unlike our defense, but not unlike the program. So I don't know. I mean, it's one of those years. They did release next year's schedule and saw that, and it doesn't look horrible. But maybe you get, you know, maybe eke one out against Ohio State or whatever. I don't know, but a disappointing loss nonetheless. Again, um, competitive game, but you know, you got to get Bielema off your back at this point. He thinks he owns you now, and he's got a right to say it. And, uh, he's beat you at home. He's beat you at his place. It's it's not a good thing. You know, he's trying you know. to get a neutral site here soon. He <laughs> right, wants to do it there way. too. Beat you so there. We too. can do it there too. Whatever. Right. You you make up the rules. Right. It's just you know, and now you got Purdue coming up, and they're no slouches. And the way they play now is vastly different than they played, uh, you know, a couple of years ago under Braun. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you got to beat them. I mean, that's a good start. Yeah. Yeah, at Purdue, I do think they'll win that game, but man, it just just let one get away, man. Just right there, just fucking right there, man. It's just so so messed up, man. Well, you win that game, you're you're in the driver's seat, you know, and now you're not. You're feeling a lot better. That's for damn sure. Feeling a whole lot better, man. Yeah, it's just and you know the thing about like. I don't want to change coordinators again, offensive coordinators again, because this is the first year. To be fair, there has been some stuff where either early in the season the quarterback missed it, or later in the season a wide receiver would drop it. So if if half of those don't happen and the quarterback hits the pass or vice versa, you know, the wide receiver thing, it's you're, you got a first down. And then you probably got a field goal or something, you know. So I don't want to do that. But if next year, and obviously offense wasn't the biggest issue here uh, in this game, because like you said, they, they destroyed the, the over-under. But like right away, too, it was like, yeah, this is gone. Um, 
But if if it doesn't improve next year enough, then I think we gotta go get another veteran play caller. And maybe it's like timing where somebody, a head coach, gets fired, and like a quality coordinators on the market and you pick them up you're not going to get the best play caller out there we know that but just a veteran guy who can and it's not when I, you know I made the mistake talking to somebody uh <clears throat> the other day and I, and I just made it right here saying the play caller it's, the, it's not always the play caller it's not the play calls because we know there's going to be a at least semi if not fully conservative uh game plan but that's flex but and by the way, Iowa and Wisconsin, you know, won the Big Ten off of that same type of, you know. Besides that Russell Wilson year, that's what they've been. So people saying we need to get the air raid in here, just calm down a little bit. But there is a thing called coaching them up and scheming just free plays you know you can get that your quarterback's comfortable with, that your wide receiver's comfortable whatever the hell. We got the line. We got the running game. If you got a line, you got a running game. There's no excuse not to be better on offense. No, we're not going to keep hitting top thirty or whatever, you know, like we did in 2019. But if the, if it doesn't turn around next year, we got to go back to a veteran because right now we got two young guys, and I'm willing. To, I don't want to switch another one because even you know Calamatic, dude, this would be his fourth system. Because, you know, he redshirted, so this would be his fourth. I don't want that either. That doesn't do you any good either. Um, in the second half of the season, he's played better. So we'll just let this shit play out. But, yeah, I mean, people want to take flex head. I think that's ridiculous. But if next year doesn't improve on offense, then we need a new coordinator, period, point blank. Just got to have it. More, more experienced play caller because you can get those. They're, they're available, and it doesn't mean you got to pay top dollar. It doesn't mean you're going to get the top play caller, but just a, an experienced one. Any last words, sir? Or just maybe whittle it down to one because they got two right there now. There you go. <laughs> and yeah, right. maybe that's causing some issues. Who knows, you know? Um, that's a good but, point. You know, Simon's been there for a long time. I think that guy deserves it. He's been under a lot of different dudes, uh, Shiraka. Mm-hmm. Not to mention all the other ones. Seems like he got passed up when Chiraka came back, and so you know I'm down with him. Is but I don't know why you need two of them. Um, and uh, you know through flex loyalty, I don't see him getting rid of the guy unless you know it's just a terrible offensive performance. And you're right. I think that you know Fleck has last call on whatever plays going in there. And if he says I want to run, then they're gonna come up right. with a run and play. You know he says, and maybe they think they got something in the past game, but if PJ's like, no, I want to run this ball. Then, you know, what can you do? You work for the guy. So, I don't know. Nonetheless, uh, let's hope the Vikings win and get a win at home because, you know, it'd be nice to keep this momentum going. Let's hope the Gophers can beat Purdue and not totally tank out this season and at least have a chance to maybe get a decent bowl game and not end up in Detroit. Nonetheless, you can catch the show anywhere you catch your podcasts, and uh, we'll talk to you next week, hopefully after two victories.